Welcome to the Backlot by Alamo Draft House for Thursday, February the 28th. It's the end of the month here Woo! at the Alamo Draft House in Springfield and everywhere across the world, I imagine. Nope, just here. Okay. <laughs> uh, I am one of your hosts, Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net. Joining me today in the room, we have Alamo Gin. Back, Back finally. For my tour. It from was your big, yeah. workation? From my workation. <laughs> awesome. Kid up with Mo Pops 417. All right. Well, let's jump into the headlines. First up, let's take a look at the top five at the box office last weekend. We all undersold how well How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, would do. I and think I those of us that were well. here. I'm yeah. confident. Ended up debuting in the top spot, which we had no doubt would happen, but earned $55 million. I think we were all... Figuring in like in the forty range, yeah, I think. 40, 40, 40, 40, yeah, I would have so. said like thirty-five. Probably. Yeah, the way the way this year's gone, yeah, yeah. Uh, earns fifty-five million. That is the largest opening weekend so far in twenty nineteen, and the highest grossing opening weekend for the franchise, topping how to drain your. How to Train Your Dragon 2, <laughs> or How to Train Your Dragon, whichever. Hey, whatever you do with your dragons, it's only up to you. <laughs> that movie made $49.4 million back in whenever it opened, I don't know, like five years ago. Um, so not a bad start. From there, a precipitous fall in the box office for everybody else. Yes. Alita Battle Angel slid from the top spot in its opening weekend down to number two, Taking in about twelve and a third million dollars. Wow! Ouch! Yeah. <laughs> I think word of mouth has not helped that movie at all. Yeah, I think word of plagued. mouth has heard that hurt that movie. Yeah. Uh, the Lego Movie Two, the second part, dropped a spot to number three, making nine and two thirds million dollars. Another kind of rough. rough yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that surprised me. That well, one I, I asked the question if How to Train Your Dragon would affect these other two and apparently I, everybody went and saw that and yeah. nothing else uh in its first weekend in wide release it's kind of had some sporadic it's kind of a staggered release i think it debuted at you know uh, uh sundance and then has been out of t- you know a few theaters rolled out but in its first weekend in wide release fighting with my family landed in the number four spot making just shy of eight million dollars it's like their budget in it mm-hmm. uh, probably yeah. <laughs> it looks uh, like it and finally, rounding out the top five, isn't it romantic dropped it to wasn't number five? It was a half day or anything, David. <laughs> it's a full day. Sorry. Yes. Thank, you for, <laughs> thank you for joining us. I was doing work, just so you know. <laughs> What's okay. that? Oh, I was filling out our like weekly market schedule no, I mean, for trailers. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Nice shirt. Thank you very much. What is the shirt? So I see... And you see Nick Cage and Danny DeVito? Is that what I'm seeing? Nick Cage, Danny DeVito, and John, John C. Riley. Riley. There you go. I didn't see Jennifer I'll... actually got yeah, it for me. I had that shirt made for him. It's very nice. <laughs> oh, wow. That you is... can't find it in stores. <laughs> I'm not. guessing what? you can. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just like they're on there once. <laughs> it's, yeah, they said like approval, and I'm like, yes, just have them throw up all over that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult to match clothing with skin tone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think you nailed it. Yeah, I think yeah. so. You gotta go with the brown and yeah. khaki Beige. and tan. And yeah. Good thing they all have brown hair. Your socks match your hat. We well, have the punch of color with the red hat, so it kind of takes it away. Yeah, you know, I was just trying to. One does bring want it up a hint a of color. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> So that was your top five. We were just talking about how to how to train your dragon. The hidden world beat our expectations. I think we all set around forty million and opened at fifty five, and then everything else uh, fell off. Yeah, <laughs> off the dragon, off the wagon. Yeah. So that was your top five at the box office. The other big news from over the weekend, of course, was the Oscars. Uh, a few things. First of all, the show went without a host, which instead of being four plus hours. Show clogged in at just over three hours because you didn't have all of that fluff. Um, I liked it. I was going to ask you your thoughts as far as if you've watched it, what you thought about going hostless we this year. We watched it. We watched it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Together. Um, I'd prefer a host. Actually, uh, after the opening performance from uh, Queen, mm-hmm. uh, the the trio, Maya Rudolph, Amy Poehler, and Tina Fey, mm-hmm. like their little bit is like three, four minutes all I could think was they would absolutely be perfect. It wasn't anything that was super aggressive. It was funny, like throughout their whole bit. I thought it was hilarious. They're very enjoyable. They have great chemistry. Very easy choice would be to put those three up there. They're great. They are, but I felt like they were most effective just delivering that solid intro, and then it's and the then flow seemed to go very well. And you know, especially if you have an event, we had an event. Um, 
you know, everybody was able to watch the whole show within the time of the event. So I liked that. Uh, David did cut out at the end. Missed what'd you miss? Best actor. Is that what you missed? Yeah, I, I was. It's all right. We're going to get there. Call him. So we'll talk about. That I thought later. about putting it in larger font when we got yeah. to best actor. Yeah, but that's I, whatever. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Uh, let's see. Talking about some of the specific awards, Spike Lee won his first non-honorary Oscar. He got an actual Oscar. Oscar, Oscar great. for I'm co-scripting Black Klansman. I'd say that's probably my favorite win of the night. Yeah, I was very very Agreed. excited. Agreed with that. He's, he's like, what? Did they <laughs> yeah. say my name? <laughs> yeah, I love that he had his two. Good because I got a speech like, ready. <laughs> yeah, like I wrote this twenty years ago, and I've just been updating it, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. That would be awesome. A bunch of redacted stuff where you just fill yeah. in the little notes in the yeah. margins and stuff. Yep. He looked like a train conductor from the future. That's <laughs> <laughs> really awesome. Yeah. There were some uh, fashion choices yeah. made this past it was weekend. Princess train. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> train. The Soul it's Train. The purple Train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Black Panther gave Marvel its first Oscars. The film won three on the night. Uh, Hannah Beachler is the first black production designer of either gender to win an Oscar for Black Panther. And costume designer Ruth E. Clark, the first black woman to win an Oscar. So some historic firsts made by the Black Panther, the whole production team regardless of what you want to look at. Yeah, there's a lot of these first of what's going to be just many. Yeah. Down the road. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse broke Disney's stranglehold over the animated feature Oscar. And Loved that. Deservingly so. Much, yeah, I'd probably should have been in the... I mean, you had a couple spots left for Best Picture. You might as well have thrown it in there. Yeah, I thought the second best nominee in that group still wasn't Disney. I thought it was Isle of Dogs. Yeah, I yeah thought, Isle yeah, of Dogs. I went back and forth on... Incredible 2 is pretty good. It's just, I don't think it's as good as the first one, and it's a little stilted at times. And then mm. uh, I have not gotten to finish Wreck-It Ralph 2 yet, but uh, I have heard mixed reviews, but fair skewing positive. Right. So I'm still excited to finish it, but comparatively, I think there were two movies that really kind of stretched the bounds of what film can be. And I think that's the the big thing, is that animated films are no longer fit the Disney mold, you know, yeah. has to be this, it you can do other so things. Overdue. I, I was just really excited. And Peter Ramsey, one of the co-directors of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the first black director to win in the category. That's awesome. Uh, Mahershala Ali became the first black actor to win Best Supporting Actor Oscar twice. He won three years ago, two years ago? Yeah, for m- two years ago for, for Moonlight. Moonlight. Yeah, was Not years? last year, year right. before. There you go. Uh, Roma gave Mexico its, best, its first Best Foreign Language Feature Oscar. And Alfonso Cuaron, who won for Best Cinematography and Best Director, marks the first time that a director also won the Cinematography Oscar. So... He was cleaning up, Absolutely. heavily involved in that film. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I believe very personal film for him, I yeah. think so as well. So that's good. Uh, we had Best Actor in a Leading Role Oscar. Uh, that, that went one? to yeah. Rami Malek. What do you think about that, David? Um, <laughs> I am very happy for him. I'm very, very happy for him. I bet that was an extremely exciting moment. Uh, I definitely disagree. I think I've said it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it was really that good of a performance. I didn't think it was anything special. Uh, And then you had... So there's this thing that I always notice whenever people talk about like certain categories of the Oscars and people who are nominated or probably going to win. And uh, a lot of times people will start discussing stuff like, oh, well, they won a couple years ago. Or, oh, eh, no. It's their time. Yeah, it's their time. All these other elements to it, I just think kind of take something away from the Oscars. It should should be about best performance. And I think it's very difficult to say that uh, that Christian Bale's performance as Dick Cheney was not just absolutely phenomenal and brilliant. And I know he's a chameleon who changes. He'll lose weight, gain weight, and it's become almost expected of him. But imagine, like, every time Daniel Day-Lewis is nominated for an Oscar, if they didn't give it to him. Right. Like, he's the best. Like, he's, his performance is when he comes out and he does something, uh, his performance is the best. He's so authentic. And I thought Christian Bale gave an incredibly authentic, uh, chameleon-esque performance. And it's, it's disappointing when something that is so uh, people-pleasy wins, I would say. 
uh, I didn't even like Vice that much, and I still thought if it was there's the best anything performance that was by unique, an actor was that you saw. That cast was the ensemble is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, good for him. Uh, don't think I'll ever get another one. Uh, but uh, oh wow, good, good for yeah. him. That's, I'm, I'm happy for Rami Malek. Well, you know these are subjective. Yeah, they are subjective. <laughs> this this, this isn't one and lost on the field. I There's know, no points scored it's like, by performances. Uh, it is just if you look at all the awards or whatever for acting, Oscars are typically considered like that's the creme de la you look creme, at yeah. like maybe. Critics' choice is a little bit similar. I almost skew towards them. But when it comes to, like, the most... Prestigious? Yes, the most prestigious award, you would imagine that it would have a different focus. And I I just think that the Academy, whoever, like, the majority that comprise the Academy, it's just kind of weakened on, like, some things. It seems like... I guess that happens every once in a while. Like, people were comparing... Do you think it's... Generational? Do you think it's as people are aging out and other folks are aging in, not aging in, but as a younger crowd is coming up, that maybe that there's different sensibilities and it's a uh, it's comprised of like past nominees. Is that what it is? I I, I would have to look. I yeah. believe that it's past nominees and I, I don't. I, I think there's, I, there's a wide yeah there's there's yeah there's produce. I know that it, it's from all walk. Throughout the whole production process, there's producers, directors, writers, yeah. actors. I mean, it's so it's. I like to entertain the thought that it is. A, it was almost a subconscious rewarding of a different type of character, um, Freddie Mercury, who he was, versus Dick Cheney, who he was. Uh, I like to think it was like we are sick of these old white power trip guys, and we're going to give it to the new way. Uh, that made me feel happy. So well, I choose to believe it. I like this. <laughs> and again, that could be, yeah. it's all subjective. So. I like that perspective, but I don't think We don't want to reward that character. Well, I we want to re- reward the... Uh, yeah. I don't believe that was a fair representation of Freddie Mercury. Or like, Norv uh, Dick Cheney, probably. I mean, uh, yeah, we uh, want to... Of course. Yeah, we want to paint in broad strokes. Throughout but. <laughs> Vice, they constantly right. remind you that, hey, this there's very little that you can read or research about right. Dick Cheney. And uh, I just think that while it's it's very cool that he won an Oscar, I mean, that's such an honor. That's so cool. Uh, it's just such a neutered version of a story that I would love to hear and love to see. Uh, and I'll never get that now. There's not a chance that they're going to make another Queen movie that's a little more authentic. And if they do, it's probably going to be pretty low budget because this one was very, very successful. They don't typically just go ahead and remake a movie that made like half a billion dollars uh, and there's not any story to tell afterwards. So you'll get other biopics. Of ben. I'm very excited about the Elton John biopic. Uh, that looks wonderful, Rocket Man. And that's a little more in line with what I want from a music biopic about an artist that I... Do we get a Brian May movie? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Because there's a lot of meat on that bone still. Yeah. But uh, Rami Malek's win, of course, is the first Oscar for an actor of Arabian descent. So again, a lot of firsts. Other winners, Regina King won Best Actress in a Supporting Role for If Beale Street Could Talk. She kind of had that on lockdown from the beginning of yeah. the award season, as had a few others. Uh, Shallow from A Star Is Born won for Original Song. Did you watch that performance? Oh, Intimate. we did. <laughs> yeah. Kind of goes to some of the discussions we've had throughout the award season. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've read people say, it's, oh, of course they're not like together or anything. It's it's a love song they're putting on performance. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't think you had to do that during that performance. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to come sit by you. I've got this mic. Yeah. But I'm going to come, and I feel like I really need to get in on your mic, like in a very, very uh, like, close way, because maybe it's Are we not using mic as a euphemism, or is that, are we still talking no, microphones was, here, too? Like, hey, Lewis, <laughs> you got your own setup over there. What? Is, what? It was, yeah. It I was know, like I should look away. They imply that they become very close through awkward. filming and right. stuff like that. Yep. Uh, but typically, when I'm close with someone that's not romantic, I don't just shove my face in their face. I wouldn't come share your mic. I wouldn't want to <laughs> like share mics. We work mics. together. It's professional. I, 
professional I got my own mic, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. do you certain f- things you can pick up on people's yeah. body language yeah. that can't be fake. That's yeah. just a natural reaction. It's it like, was. Mm. Yeah. There's only one person to get rid of before they can be together. Yeah. Yeah, The (laughs) The next one. The field. And she was sitting right there watching it. And smiling. Yeah, smiling. Yeah. Uh Probably had something under her gums. Yeah. (laughs) Cheeks tight. Some sort of (laughs) prosthetic or appliance (laughs) to keep her. Smiling. Someone's Uh, getting some new appliances and uh, another uh, addition to the house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What would you like to drive this week, honey? Yeah. Um, Olivia Coleman won for Best Actress in a Leading Role. So pumped. She's great. great. I want to say it was a surprise, but I mean, only because Glenn Close had been winning so many, but as far as in terms of performance, probably wasn't really a surprise. No, I've I've seen them both, seen both movies, and I think Olivia Coleman had it. Yeah. Um, Glenn Close was great, but she wasn't overwhelmingly great. You know, it was a quietly great performance, kind of like Amy Adams in Vice. That's what I compared it to. Just, you know. Good, great yeah, acting, yeah. yeah. And again, it's that you're consistent. Yeah. Maybe you slide a little mm-hmm. under the radar. That's yeah, I Olivia feel like Coleman was very boldly amazing in that. Yeah. In and she's, movie. I mean, newer to that stage, so yeah. it's kind of like, oh, who is this? What she, is this? Yeah. In a lot of British comedy, right? And uh, she's very funny. She's, I just, I just like hearing her speak and, and watching, <laughs> watching her face and her reactions. It's, yeah, it's fun. her acceptance speech was so sweet. Yeah, yeah. Was very nice. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, that Spike Lee. Those were my two favorite moments of the night, and the ones that were a little bit surprising. But I felt in my like heart of hearts, I was like, these are the ones that really deserve to win. So that made me very happy. And Green Book won for best original screenplay and best picture. That made me very happy. I really liked that movie, and I did not expect it to win. I thought I was curious because I thought, are they going to just not give Roma best foreign film and give it best picture? Because at first I was like, it's definitely going to be best foreign film. Right. Second guess myself, changed the ballot, got both of them wrong as a result. But <laughs> but I was never so happy to be wrong. I was really I was very excited. Um, there's been a little bit of backlash against this movie. Yeah, there has been throughout the uh, whole yeah. award season. There has uh, been since it's been released. Actually, if we want to go back, but which. I don't think is a hundred percent fair. It's a it's a it's a really really good movie. I do think because uh, I finally got around to watching Roma. Uh, while okay. while okay. Roma isn't like there's not much of a story to it. Right. It is kind of like a, 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 a almost a documentary, but not yeah. situation. Uh, it is so beautiful and intimate. Uh, yeah, anything it won for, like cinematography, it absolutely deserved. It's it is it's like a moving portrait. It's a very it's a it's a film that people will look back on and like comment on. I'm curious if Green Book will have the same sort of staying power. Uh, it's been compared to Crash, which I don't think is fair. Right. Uh, yeah, I. There were some other movies that came out this year that kind of touched on subjects similar to what Green Book did. Uh, and we're a little less ham-fisted. Uh, having said that, Green Book is a f- very well-made movie. I'm surprised a Fairly Brother could put out something that's... Yeah. It's very honest. I think mm-hmm. it's a very honest movie, and despite the fact that we've seen similar stories, uh, White Guy Learns His Lesson or Learns About Another Person's Perspective, uh, it isn't a bad time to have another story like that out there. I think... Uh, Empathy and understanding of other people, it's always going to be a story that gets told. So I still uh, wanted Black Klansman to win. Though. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> uh, it's such a great If I was going to go for a long shot, it was going to be. And that that's way. the thing is that it's hard to separate the art from the impact, the social message. It's hard to compare two very that are playing in the same realm that are dealing with race relations but they're ta- you know it's different approaches and different yeah it, it's it's hard to and that's why as much as we all love the award season i kind of give it very little Attention. merit yeah because it's like well you know it's people hurting trying you know i'm sure the hospitals were packed on Monday morning with people with arm injuries from patting themselves on the back all weekend on Sunday. But yeah. that's kind of, but and it's, it's hard. It is, it is all subjective yes. and it's hard to compare, you know, black Klansman to green book as far as, you know, I think the, because movie, it's hard to divorce yeah. the message from, you know, 
and the movie. That, and that makes me curious. Uh, like, I know that there's probably no sort of like. So in debate, if you're going to like take down someone's argument or prove right. something, he's like you have to kind of like set up the guidelines for right. what determines that this thing is true. Like, what determines a best picture? So you'd have different categories, right? And then you'd try and prove each category. So. I imagine they don't have anything like that. You just get to vote, yeah. uh, which is a little frustrating to me because I would love to have some sort of like real, authentic, full-on, this is how we determine what we would put forth and then use that as sort of your decision-making. Because a lot of times I do feel like there's this element of, oh, this has a greater social impact right now. And uh, like quite frankly, crash. Green Book, I, yeah, Crash or Green <laughs> Book have great social impacts. Uh if that's a part of the litmus test, that's totally fine. I wish it, if it were, there are other movies that had like better impacts. But uh, yeah, I I like the Oscars. I really love it when someone deserves it and wins. Uh, I'm happy for anyone who wins. But you know, time time will remember a lot Some of the movies that were nominated here uh, that didn't really win anything. Uh, and people will look back, I imagine, in 10, 20 years and talk about how Blank Movie got robbed or why Blank Movie is such a classic and the one that... 10 or ev- 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> like Monday, Sunday yeah. evening, we had those discussions going on. You see, like, with Crash, it's kind of just kind of fallen to the wayside. Right. And uh, you'll see years, like, people argue that Forrest Gump shouldn't have won, which I love. Right. But, uh, yeah... The movies that were nominated, thats I think that is enough of a recognition that you can kind of hang your hat on. I was one of the best movies of the year. And Can You Ever Forgive Me should have been nominated, but it wasn't. Great movie. Yeah. So you think we'll ever have a time when we have like an award show that is strictly like American Idol style where you just, you're on your... <laughs> people's Choice Awards. Everybody votes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's the People's <laughs> Choice Awards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, like real I'd time, like everybody with a cell phone gets one vote. And real time, like you're there, they're like, okay, this is the category that will be coming up. Get a couple ahead of time so that you can keep the show rolling. But then in real time, everybody makes their thing, a computer counts it, and they announce the Or they the at least do it alongside the the awards, like is we're awarded by the Academy. Yeah. So then you see, you know, the Academy's yeah. choice, the people's if choice. If we had, yeah, yeah. Uh, something else in the sidebar or something as yeah. they're, you know, coming back from commercial, here is what. Here's what the world thought of this category. Uh, I'll say there were a couple things that uh, I thought were funny about the Oscars that I think, uh, you know, there were a couple changes that they'd considered, like most popular movie. Now I really regret that they didn't do that. I think people were too venomous and aggressive, and because they pulled that popular category, which was probably a move to get more people watching, quite Right, that's all it was. Yeah, Yeah. they were like, you know, we never recognize the movies that mainstream audiences really love, so let's do that. And then... Uh, everyone was like, no, this is the greatest honor ever. You you can't do that. That's stupid. That's not fair. What, like Twilight New Moon would win an Oscar? That's crazy. So I, everyone, wasn't, I wasn't out this year. No, oh, like I'm 10 years ago. In the past, I'm just saying. Uh, but by I think they shot I themselves know. in the foot by saying no to that whole concept uh, because then you did get a lot of people-pleaser movies that weren't top 10. Mm-hmm. Uh they were great, but it doesn't make sense in this respect. I think that there were two camps in the opposition to that. One was you're watering it down by awarding another Oscar. And if the Oscars are the most prestigious award that Hollywood gives, why are we giving an award to something that just because it had a big box office, but it, you know, whatever. That was one camp. The other camp was if it's really, if, if it's a crowd pleasing film, is it going to automatically get slotted there and not be considered for best picture because there you could make a case that if that category existed black panther would not have gotten nominated yeah, I agree. for you know best picture so so i think those were the two camps that were against it and um, that that's actually funnily enough i agree uh, with, that was the latter shouldn't have with the latter <laughs> yeah, camp, yeah. and that it would probably take a few things out of the running. But you see, with we have a foreign film category, right. and we have an animated film category, right. and most of the time, those movies probably aren't going to get nominated for Best Picture. Right. But the times when they are, like Toy Story three got nominated for Best Picture. Mm. Uh, the times when they are nominated, Roma being nominated for Best Picture this year, uh, I think it's more meaningful. 
I think it's like this is its own category, but it is so phenomenal, so great that it deserves to also be considered for like upper echelon of film. So do you do it? Do you change the Oscars so that they are more like a dog show in that you have multiple, you have multiple categories and the winners of those categories are your nominees for best picture. And you don't have a list of nominees that people vote on prior to, you have whoever you, that incorporates your, you know, you take whoever the Academy voters are and you sequester them or you let them know that throughout the show, throughout the evening, here are going to be your nominees that you're going to be voting on. And, and it's best foreign film, best animated film, most, I don't know, historical, whatever, multiple categories. You yeah. would add multiple categories. It would add time to the show. I think that that waters it down too much. I right. think that's too much in the other direction. Uh, what I would most prefer would be uh, just a straight-up best picture, 10 nominations, none of this, oh, however many between 5 right. and 10. I think that's the dumbest, lamest thing that you could do. It's kind of a cop-out. I know some years that it won't deserve to be 10 movies. Well... There were definitely 10 brilliant movies that came out this year that just weren't recognized. Uh, I think you have that number, and then you should have ranked choice 1 through 10, meaning I put a 1 here, a 2 here, a 3 here, through 10, and, and rank the all wins, of them. Right. Yeah. So You could do it like the college football, where you have Brackets automatic... System. Well, no, that's basketball. <laughs> that's the basketball. The, the so college I don't football watch college is, sports at all. Right, the college football system has the winner from the six conferences, and then yep. to get to an eight, they have two at large. You could do something similar, kind of in, invert that, yeah. though, where animated feature, the winner is automatically going to go into that category, and best foreign is automatically going to go into best picture, and you've got two slots locked down. Yeah. And then the other eight have to be filled out, and they're the subjective... It might make the voting cumbersome, I imagine. I imagine so. You'd problem. have to vote on the spot that night. But well, you just what take are, a representative from each of them, and they got to gladiator style it. And yeah, and there you go. <laughs> each movie has a lobbyist. Because if you do something like if you do something like that, then and, and let's say let's say you add best popular, whatever they yeah. want to phrase it. Yeah. So there's three, and you have seven of that can come from wherever. And so the night of, then yeah, you have those seven, and then that throws Spider-Man in the mix, and that throws Roma in the mix, and that throws Black Panther in the mix, assuming those would he, that would win yeah. Best Popular Film. It doesn't change the look of it, but it, this year... Yeah, but you know it, it would add Spider-Man to the mix. But I'd be really curious. I, de- I know there's definitely a better way, and I know there are definitely worse ways. Uh, I just think the idea of having a Best Popular Movie... Uh, what it meant to me whenever I first heard it wasn't like, oh, look, this movie made a bunch of money. It deserves an Oscar. I thought it was, there are movies that come out that are big-budget, blockbuster-type movies that are not on the same level. They're not trying to be, but they're not on the same level as like a Little Miss Sunshine or a Shawshank Redemption, but they're still... They're taking what they do, and they're doing it the best they can. I'm thinking like uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. I'm thinking Black Panther, Avengers, Infinity War. Uh, Not specifically any Marvel movie, but the ones that are phenomenal. Uh, And I think what it would do is offer up an opportunity to recognize the movies that people do love, but only the best of the best. There still has to be that element of quality, craftsmanship, and stuff like that. It's just, you wouldn't nominate Mission Impossible 6 for Best Picture. That's a farce. But it deserves some nominations, because number one, it was the best Mission Impossible movie they've ever made. But also, there are a (laughs) lot of accomplishments throughout the movie, the storytelling, pacing, action sequences, stunt filming, which I know people talk about stunts as being a category that deserves to be in there, and I agree. Absolutely should. But, yeah, I, I feel like that's not a ridiculous... If you're trying to boost viewers and still recognize someone for quality, that's not crazy. Yeah, because uh, when I heard them talking about it, I thought, okay, so that's going to be at 9.05 to get people to stick around <laughs> past the top of the hour and not go find something else. Well, they talked about <laughs> but, uh, but, the you know. in-commercial thing. Yeah, with, uh, which is the those, other, yeah. Which is hilarious because every single person that was going to get cut did not look like they liked being on stage. And they had no clue <laughs> well, what cinematography, to say. Alfonso Cuaron. Oh, that's different. Was, uh, yeah, he because cinematography he was one of the awards that would have been a... Plenty of practice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Going up there and accepting. Which that one is the most ridiculous of the ones they were going to give out because that's what oh, making, I, I, that's I, what making movies is. I think cinematography. cinematography definitely belonged in right, the show, in the main but show, there yeah. are certain ones that like, eh, like makeup. I, they get an Oscar. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. 
it is an entertainment show, by the way. Yeah. And it's not the, it's subjective, so exactly. you don't have to go on stage. Well, that wraps up the weekend that was. Let's talk about what's coming up this weekend. Uh, new in theaters this week, Greta with uh, Chloe Grace Mertz. Have you? Is Moritz. This, I call it Mertz. I Mertz? don't care. <laughs> Uh, not a. I mean, it looks good. It, it, it does. It looks like one of these kind of not oh, made yeah, for a lot of money. Going to slide under the radar. Probably not going to make a. Not going to break the box office, but we'll make its budget back. And, yeah, it looks cheap enough, and yeah. uh, the studio provided us with some swag. For, yeah, for handbags. Some, yeah. Right. There you go. <laughs> Very expensive. Yep. That's a neat little twist watching the trailer because the trailer didn't really kick that in till the very towards the end. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. It's it looks like it could be very very entertaining. I like it, eerie movies, so this looks like it's got a certain creep factor that I'm all in on. Yeah. It, it feels like yeah, if Jillian Flynn had written a creepy novel, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's bizarre. Well, yeah. Kind of goes back to like. You know, Freddy Krueger and those kind of movies, scary maybe, but not real. Yeah. But this is something that could be real, that someone could be doing this as we speak, you know? So it yeah. gives it that extra little, ooh, that could be happening. This you know? young girl does something nice, like helping out a stranger, and maybe and that the stranger turns, knows that someone yeah. would do that. Yep. And they're yep. a little insidious. So yep. more likely to make the monies this week. Probably not going to knock off How to Train Your Dragon, but more likely to make the monies because... This is the final installment in Tyler Perry's Medea question run. mark until he, until <laughs> until he's got another car he needs to buy or another home to purchase. Uh, but uh, he's probably good on homes and cars. <laughs> yeah, by now. This guy uh, I'm just money. saying, there's always somebody's always making <laughs> yeah. a new version of something. He's thinking spaceship this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe so. He's gonna get Elon Musk to uh, personally yeah. provide him with. Maybe just hit the 500th Medea mark and he's good now. So. <laughs> maybe so. He's got uh, a punch card. Yeah, <laughs> a Medea fan. Family funeral this week. Pro- I, honestly, it'd probably be the number two if I had to guess yeah. at the box office. Probably going to make twenty plus, which is probably about its budget. So uh, there, they have. There is a diehard contingent that sees every one of these films in the box office. Yeah, I mean, there are plenty of movies in the world that are just not for me. Uh, yeah, and this kind of falls under that category, but. Right there with it, you. The, yep. the, well, the, the fans of the Medea franchise show up for every exactly. last one. They love it. It's yeah. just something that doesn't click with me, but I've seen so many people talk about it. Uh, uh, last night I was conversing with somebody at Trivia, and we were talking about the movies coming out this week, and you know I was shooting for Greta. That's what I'm right. pumped about, and they would not shut up about Medea. And <sighs> I was like... Do I need to go back and look at it? Not really. Uh, it is what you thought it was. <laughs> if you saw one, you've yeah, seen it's them. Just, it's, it's not for me, but I know uh, the audience loves it. I'm surprised that he's stopping. And I love Tyler, uh, Tyler Perry when he's like when he's doing, doing a doing performance. Other stuff. Yeah. Like Gone Girl, he's great in that. Uh, he had that brief little moment in Vice, and he was wonderful. He's a very talented actor, and, you know... He I'm glad that Alex he continues Cross to stuff. And, yeah, I mean, he's done. He knows yeah. bread's buttered on. I'm glad he yeah. continues to work with his audience because there's exactly. so many people who like create and are funny or silly, and then they and move they, on and leave their audience yeah, behind. They just yeah. ditch them. So I really respect him in, in in that element of what he does. That he continues to service the audience that has appreciated him for so long. Apparently, so. one final time yeah. <laughs> after this, who knows. That's what's new at the box office this weekend. Let's talk a little bit about the month of March here at the Alamo Draft House. You guys have a lot going on this month. Starting off with Good job. Is Good what job. you do? Is Just quietly you? encouraging David <laughs> and his approach. You're Good job, great, David. David. <laughs> oh, thanks. Gee. We have got uh, a number of special screenings in the month of March, starting with Perfect Blue, which is not a film I'm familiar with, actually. It's anime. Is it? It's That's a sexy why. anime. Isn't all anime? Well, I mean that in like <laughs> the respect of it's R-rated. Okay, it's, it's, a, it's an adult. Yeah, it's it's not your kids' anime. Yeah, right. I don't know anything about anime. I, I, well, I saw talking. the title and I was like, I have no idea what this is, so I'm going to ask yeah. <laughs> because why not? Uh, and then later on this month, from dusk till dawn, this is tell us a little bit about the screening for from dusk till dawn because it's not just your run-of-the-mill special programming. Now, this is through AGFA, the American Genre Film Academy. Academy? 
I was confused that last word. Association, Association of Academies. Academy. Of, uh, of bunch of guys in an office. That's what I stand for. <laughs> Pretty bad. Anyway, but they have this huge, amazing catalog, and we like to support them. So every year on 3.5, because get a 35 millimeter, 3.5, oh. we do uh, <laughs> Real Film Day. And by every year, I mean this is the first year we're doing Real Film Day. <laughs> and but so you we, anticipate it yes, becoming a yes, thing. Yes, it's a thing. Well, so what do you guys do on April 20th? <laughs> Anyhow, sorry, anyway, go ahead. Anyway, let's talk about Show that days to confuse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we, we picked, um, they had an extensive 35 millimeter catalog, and it took us a while to narrow down our pick, but we got From Dusk Till Dawn, which I think will be amazing on 35 millimeter. Oh, gosh, I've yeah. Seen it. Um, I have seen it, but not on 35 millimeters, what I'm saying. So we're going to show that Tuesday, and then uh, we donate. 350 is 35 to every ticket to Agfa. Very so good. Nice so is it sort of a, like a preservation yes. society type yeah. of yes. thing? Okay. And they're doing a lot of 4K restorations of old films. So I'm they're really cute. excited. That was the best panel um, I thought at AlamoCon. To, and I'm excited about our, our April pick from Fist City, too, because that's from Agfa, and I saw a trailer, and it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, I want to keep showing so weird and little-known movies from them, so I'm happy that we're, we're doing this to support them. Very cool. Some movie parties coming up this month include the Fifth Element movie party. I've already yeah. been told by the wife. I am taking her to that. So. There Aww. you go. Uh, so the big, yeah. the Big Lebowski movie party. I was already told by the husband. <laughs> you were taking him to that one. Taking him to that. The Matilda cereal party. I've, I've not been told. I'm taking yeah. the kids to that yet. <laughs> Directed by Danny DeVito. Very Danny good. DeVito. There are a number of Twister movie parties throughout the month. I know the first one, at least, at least the first one is sold out, mm -hmm. if not more. Yeah, I this love, he love that movie, and that shocked People me. be loving Twister. Yeah, yeah. well, especially this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I absolutely, I don't know why I can't pin down anything that I love about it particularly, but every time it's on, I sit down and watch it. I love yeah. this movie. It's like the color palette's really ugly throughout the entire film, and I still like it. Oh, yeah. I love watching Every it. shot is like it's dark and gray. gray and, and, yeah. I got some great props for this one. Uh -huh. uh -oh. <laughs> I was angling for belts, but no. Like super strong belts. That's so you can strap you yourself know. into your yeah. seat. There you really go. Nice. Don't want to get blown away. No. <laughs> We're going to have a cow flying through the theater an inflatable cow that you can like kind of get a beach ball at a concert we That'd thought this was brilliant at first we we're doing it in a wind tunnel the whole thing yeah, <laughs> really and we're still doing big food big service fans right up front yeah. all the waters all. will be out yeah. it's gonna be great all the food and drink will be served on cement trays so <laughs> you set them down they're glued you can belt just, it in yes they're not going anywhere we'll throw liquid from as you're gonna be walking around like a mister bottle misting uh, the people it's gonna yeah. be a it's like a 4D film. You get your <laughs> the theater will never be able to be used again. Yeah. Yeah. We're just gonna burn it down yeah. and rebuild. It's there you like go. That'll work choice. too. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about the spring break kids camp you guys have coming up with Matilda as the the theme. So it's spring break, and right. if you're anything like me, you got kids that you want to get out of the house, <laughs> and then also you don't have a lot of money like me. So we do these kids camps where it's a donation to a local nonprofit in lieu of ticket prices. So you can donate one, three, or five dollars. It goes to Ozark Literacy Council. Um, like we just give all those donations to them. And then you can take your kid to the movie and it's a good movie. So we're doing that all week. Awesome. So did you pick Matilda because it's based on a book to as since you're supporting the Ozark no, Literacy but Council? It or? was part of our national packet, so I called Ozark Literacy Council. I'm like, said, this just makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Happy accident. There yeah. you go. Also this month, The Matrix, the yeah. only one that matters. You'll be screening that one. The Matrix. <laughs> As opposed to the other matrix matrices. Right. Not uh, matrix. Which deserve a second look. I mean, if you know, as a whole, it's actually pretty decent. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, your champagne cinema this month is fried green tomatoes. Yeah. That'll be a lot that of fun. People be loving that, about that. Absolutely. And your brunch movie is Steel Magnolias. So I have a feeling there's going to be a crossover audience yes. between yeah. those two. Yeah. I could I'm, be wrong, but. It seemed, I finally posted that on Facebook yesterday because we had to get approval because it's our brunch series. And, yep. Uh, it seemed to have been received very well. I imagine so. So 
It's about time. Everyone <laughs> loves steel magnolias. Right? <laughs> Who doesn't? Should. And a couple more movie parties. The Boondock Saints movie party. Got to show it on St. Patty's Day. Didn't that just celebrate like a 20-year or 25-year or something 20, 20, I think. That sounds right. 99? I think it was 99, yeah. That sounds about right. Uh, Also, a Scream movie party later this month. Mm -hmm. Excited about that. That's some really great I love Scream. Yeah. Uh, Audition later on this month. You'll be screening that. Uh, another act yeah. title. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leon the Professional. Is that Natalie Portman's debut? I can't yes. imagine she was in much prior to that because she's I, I so was, young. I thought it was. I mean, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head, and I think that's usually what people say. Is like, oh, that's her. This first was received but. very well on Facebook. Is you this know, yeah. like you, you like stuff that sometimes time. people yeah, don't, and the, the outpouring of like, yes, made me really happy. It is such a killer movie. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, well, no pun intended. <laughs> Sorry. Choosing your words carefully. Uh, also showing this month, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. A movie that has 12 endings in it, and you never realize. You never like, know which one you're going to get. Oh, it's not over. Oh, yeah. no, it's not over. Uh, you know what else like, isn't over? Those biceps. <laughs> <laughs> Those biceps. They go for days. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Uh, yeah. Afternoon tea this month is Howard's End. Very tea-ish. Very, very much so. Very tea. Uh, very tea. Uh, the Breakfast Club. You'll be screening that later on this month on March 24th, which was the day they were in detention. Which is fantastic yeah. tie-in. That's great. <laughs> Makes me happy. Nothing happens <laughs> by I mean, accident a lot of here people might. No, no, I'm very date aware. <laughs> That's uh, scary. <laughs> the Fist City screening this month is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the film that started it all. The real one with Christy oh. Swanson. And I thought Luke we were Perry showing all seven seasons. Yeah. yeah. Like, a marathon just, on them. Just, just back the to back to back. Yeah, yeah just the musical. No also. intermission. <laughs> Straight through forever. Uh, let's see what else. Anaconda movie party. Right. We'll be dropping snakes on folks in that theater for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. A live snake into the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. A very big Everybody gets a live snake. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be attending that one. Uh, Alien. You'll be screening Alien this month as well as the Jackie Alien. Brown yeah. later on this month. Yeah. And then tell us a little bit about the video vortex that wraps up the month because just the title alone makes me think that... This might be worth the cost of the price of admission. <laughs> it makes me so happy. First of all, Video Vortex, only five bucks. Right. And you're always going to get your money's worth. Um, <laughs> I don't care who you are or what you think about it. It is just, a, this is a compilation of, there was a series in the UK called, that like banned movies called Video Nasty. Okay. And so this is a compilation of those. And, you know, the title just, come on, Video Nasty Blasty. <laughs> Who doesn't want a ticket printed with a video nasty blasty to frame and look at forever? <laughs> because that alone is worth the price about, of admission, yes. I'll tell you about the time I saw a movie for only five dollars. It was the best damn thing I've ever seen. Five credits? Five credits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna start doing these uh on our last round on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. So ten o'clock Friday night. Video Vortex, Video Nasty Blasty, one time it, only. It sounds like something. It does. <laughs> I don't know what it'll be, but it'll be something. Uh, all of that plus, you guys are still doing trivia nights every Tuesday evenings, and don't be shy, karaoke in the back lot on Wednesdays. How has that gone? I know it's been relatively new, but you've had about a month or so now. Are you having a hard time finding folks yeah, with the courage yeah, to... There's, yeah, there's a lot of shy folks, so... We'll see. We'll see how long it continues, but we're going to keep trying. If you want it to stick around, you've got to show up and sing. You've got to participate. So get your tickets early. Again, these special screenings often sell out. As we've discussed, some of them already have. I know, like I said, at least the first Twister's already gone. So you can get your tickets uh, either through the Alamo Drafthouse app on your mobile device. If you don't have the Alamo Drafthouse app on your mobile device, just search for Alamo Drafthouse in your mobile device's app store. It's crazy how that works. Uh, You can buy them online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield, or you can show up in person and get your tickets. Just don't wait till the day of the screening because... Odds are you're not you're either not going to sit where you want to sit or you're not going to get a ticket at all. True so story. get them early. Happens all the time. 
You can find all of these and more upcoming events on Facebook. Just search for Alamo Springmo. I was wondering who was going to throw that one out there oh, because sorry. he's gotten. It's, no, I've gotten to do it a couple times. So I remember you said it's that I would never get to or something like that. You yeah. were very mean to me. He's kind of made it his own. Yeah. He kind of has. You should have heard what? the spin he puts on it now. But let, me, let me hear it right now. Huh? That's <laughs> <laughs> <It's> terrible. <laughs> He's what? not prepared for that. <laughs> it's Alamo Springmo. I messed it up. Oh, God. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you can look for Alamo Springmo on Facebook and go to the events page. All of these are listed and more. Uh, this week, our listener comments from Tom and Lacey, the two people that listen to our show. Tom and Lacey. I hope they don't ya. listen to it together. I hope they each download it so we get the, <laughs> they That'd can double great. our subscribers. Like, if you're not already doing that, could you please <laughs> do that for us? You guys Plan both subscribe seeds. separately. Uh, they said they are both really excited about the work Blumhouse is putting into horror. Fingers crossed. We'll continue to see good things from them. They are. It's really interesting, they say, about Dune. They felt like we nailed it last week. It's tough to... It's a tough story to apply rightfully to a film, and it will be curious to see how it does. I think it's fair to say it'll require multiple viewings. I don't know that that's fair to say. I think it's fair to say it will either require multiple viewings or require one partial viewing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be one or the other. You might realize very quick, I think about half of this is enough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but the issue is, will it get that? Yeah, that's that's kind of our point as well. Uh I really do not expect this franchise to return to movies, maybe TV or Netflix and all that, but not crammed into a future film again. How to Train Your Dragon 3, we're very interested in this. It's been a very surprising and enjoyable series, and we're actually curious to see it come to a close. Sounds like it's going to be pricey to come see David at the Alamo. Yes, because we talked about having to tip your host last Absolutely. week, I believe. Just, uh Slip me a little cash. <laughs> they will do not uh, do that. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. This is what happens when you leave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so it's only extra for the hug and the signed photos. Yeah. Well, wait, I only wait, wait until they start showing Magic Mike screenings with David hosting next month. Yeah. I'll just speaking of which. We're, uh, <laughs> oh, no. yep. we're having an all staff meeting and we need somebody to dress up, and pump up the crowd. Apparently, we have that costume. We have the guy to wear it. Implication that I'm going to have to dress up in a, <laughs> a direct dirty police outfit. I'm not excited. <laughs> oh, in front of 160 people. That'll be great. Are you a corrupt police officer who needs to be disciplined? <laughs> well, what I'm anticipating is that I'm going to go into an auditorium with a lot of bad people who need to be punished. So I'm not excited about it. <laughs> or you might get spanked. I, <laughs> I was going to say. Wait. Have you ever had the pleasure of handcuffing an officer? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That'll be fun. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, this week's pop quiz on the Pop Goes of the Culture Podcast Network. We are heading into March, and we're going to do a March Madness-style tournament with our pop quiz throughout the month of March. The problem is we don't have an idea what we're going to do. Um, so we are asking you, our followers on social media and our listeners to this podcast, let us know if you want us to take on movies, television, music, or a special who would win category. Where we'll put characters nice. head to head and yeah. see. You can vote in the poll or leave your comments on Twitter at PGTC Podcast or at Facebook.com slash Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. We've pinned that right to the top of those pages so you can't miss them. We want you to help us choose our category for the month of March. Last year we did we did 80s movies, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Caddyshack won. Jerry's fingers cramped up from typing out everything. We went with 64 entries (laughs) throughout the 80s. So, yeah, I was a little cross eyed and. uh, It was like four pages front and back. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. But we did it and we survived it. So, uh, we're looking for our listeners and our fans to give us the topics this month movies, television, music, or who would win. Coming up in the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network this weekend, we're back in the home studio for the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. We'll be taking a look at what's new and newsworthy in entertainment and pop culture, uh, telling stories, taking your comments, and whatever. After that, a programming note, we are going to be taking a short break from the backlot by Alamo Drafthouse. We'll be back the first week of April. We're going to be gone the month of March, so this will be the last one you'll get for a couple of weeks. But when we get back It'll that first week... It will. Hopefully, it'll feel like spring. (laughs) So much to talk about. We're going to have a lot of things. Uh, We're going to have the month of April at the Alamo. We just gave you the month of March. We're going to be talking about the month of April in programming here at the Alamo. We're also going to have films that come out in the month of March to talk about. We'll be talking a little bit about our reactions to Captain Marvel, Us, the new one by Jordan Peele, Dumbo, Tim Burton's Dumbo comes out in March. 
And we'll be looking forward to what's coming out that first weekend in April, including Pet Cemetery yeah. and Shazam and a whole lot more. We'll have a lot of news to discuss and all that. So we will return the first weekend or the first week of April. Be sure to subscribe to the Pop Goes of the Culture Podcast Network on your podcast player of choice so you'll know when those new episodes are available. You don't want to forget about us and miss us and not come back. So subscribe so you'll know when we're doing this again in April. While you're there, if you've enjoyed today's show or any of our weekly podcasts, do us a favor and leave a review. It just takes a couple seconds. really does help us out. helps people who are looking for a new podcast, and I see that all the time. <laughs> it helps them find our show, so we appreciate it. And I'm sure they will as well. Tell us your thoughts on anything we talked about. What are you going to see this weekend? What did you see that you feel like you've got some thoughts on? Uh, your thoughts on the Oscars. Did you pick the winners? Let us know if we use your comments and suggestions. We'll give you a shout-out in that upcoming episode in April. Tag us or tweet at us on Twitter again, at PGTC Podcast, Facebook.com slash PopGoesTheCulturePodcast, PopGoesTheEmail at gmail.com, or call the hotline and leave a recorded message at 417-986-7842. We'd love to use your recorded comments in an upcoming episode. Links to all that and more on our website at PopGoesTheCulture.com. And be sure to follow the Alamo Draft House online. Again, on social media, whether you're using Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all you got to remember to search for is who's going to take it. <laughs> Neither one wants to step on the other. At Alamo Springmo. At Alamo Springmo. Wow. That was, was that not impressive? Inspirational. You guys should do it together at the same time. Double just stare into each other's eyes and say, <laughs> It should be like shallow. <laughs> no, <laughs> we got our own mics. <laughs> Adam Mo Spring Mo. He didn't even do the voice. That yeah, was there you frustrating. Go. Yeah. That's all right. Alamo, Springwell, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's a shame we have to take a month off now, huh? We're so good at that. <laughs> when we come back, there's no telling what we'll come back to. <laughs> for real. Uh, download the Alamo Draft House app. Just search for, again for Alamo Street Spring Mo. Nope. Search for Alamo Draft House in your mobile devices app store. Or visit the Alamo Draft House online at drafthouse.com slash Springfield. Or you can stop in and talk to him anytime. Remember, hugs and photos with David are additional costs. Hugs are better than drugs. Mm-hmm. They are. Remember, if you're giving him a hug, grab them cheeks. And <laughs> 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 we don't care which. <laughs> which set? It's up to you. That's an extra. Because he extra welcomes <laughs> all of it. A couple extra dollars for <laughs> that as well. 38 cents. There you go. <laughs> That's all I've got. Anybody got anything else? I don't think so. I, I think like that's a good place to hope everyone has a wonderful month. <laughs> yeah. He's got a little fanny pack with a coin purse and the like the guy. Got the, like the, the Sonic Kaching. Yeah, the Sonic skaters. Yeah. Exactly. I'll give you change. I'm not. <laughs> or you could leave He's it as a, good a tip. Counter. I mean, come on. Just tip your tip your huggy. So actually round up to a dollar and the additional cost goes to the American Heart Association. That's what I'm doing. Of your choice. You know, I'm a nice person. So. Exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, that's going to do it for today. That's going to do it for the next month. Uh, we will see you guys hopefully in April. We'll all still be around. <laughs> don't know. Honest. You never know. Yeah. Hey, wow. We might or we might not. Should I be looking? Should I be <laughs> looking now? I'm just saying that after the way this has gone. You it's know. like, well, there is that meeting coming <laughs> <up>. Exactly. <laughs> Depending on how well you get the crowd pumped. Put on the uh, cop outfit. Or, uh, <laughs> try to get that on video. <laughs> Please. And if you do, be sure to share that with us, and we'll be sure to post it as well. <laughs> That's it. That's all I've got. I have been Joey Mills with ComingSoon.net. David Mann with Alamo Draft House. <laughs> <laughs> Alamo Jen. Good job. I forgot my name for a minute. <laughs> That's all right. I forget what we're doing half the time we're here anyway. <laughs> Still on that staring into his eyes thing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's not what's happening. <laughs> That's it. Nice. Come see a movie this week, this month, this weekend. Whenever you get a chance out here at the Alamo Draft House, we'll talk to you later. Later. Ta-da. Bye. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.